The Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Wednesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Dina Dow. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Feast of St. Luke. It is. Got such a great day today. A happy feast day to my grandson, Luke. And and my my daughter. That's her patron saint, too. Oh, her name's not She's an artist. Emily Ann. But she's she's an artist, so she's always really gravitated to St. Luke. Nice. Of course, he's the patron saint of physicians, too. So the opening prayer today is going to be a prayer invoking the intercession of St. Luke and to emulate his life. So let's begin in sure. prayer. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us St. Luke as an example of holiness. Help us to imitate the devotion to you he showed by faithfully recording your life in his gospel and the works of your church and the Acts of the Apostles. Pray for us that we may always be ready to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our life. Pray that we may always be eager to serve God in whatever ways He is calling us to. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Luke, pray, for, pray us. for us today. Yeah. Yes. We will learn more about St. Luke later on in today's show and our saint of the day. But we are starting off, of course, Dina Dow joins us. She's the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And at 7 after, we are talking Respect Life Month, which is the month of October. So uh, looking forward to Dina's insights on how we can uh, emulate that. Embody that. Beautiful. You know, celebrate that. Celebrate life (laughs) during October. Embrace it. Yes. Yeah, I'm just thinking of some wonderful All the other adjectives words. Yeah, and great. verbs that we can add <laughs> to this wonderful month. <laughs> so looking forward to that. In 18 minutes, John Martinoni joins us. He's an author and founder of the Bible Christian Society. And today he's talking about the book, A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism. So looking forward to that conversation. In 35 minutes, Father Ken Gracie joins us. He's part of the Fathers of Mercy, and he's a Catholic author. And today he's talking about his new book, Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, A Weapon of Our Times. The authors this week have been so relevant to (laughs) the times of today. And I keep saying we all need this copy, so we're just going to add this one to the stack of books (laughs) that we all need to read. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. And in 48 minutes, we are continuing our segment of Catholic 101. We're so excited to welcome Father Andrew Gutierrez back to our morning show. He's a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans and the coordinator of vocational synthesis and the chair of pastoral theology at Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans. Today, we're talking about confession. Why do we need it? What exactly is it? How many times should we go? So we can ask him all of these questions that we have about confession. He's going to dive deeper into this. So looking forward to today's show, you guys. Looking forward to some wonderful guests. 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great lineup today. No, it yeah. is, it is. And I think that's one thing that's understated a lot is the gift that we have of the sacrament mm-hmm. of confession. Oh, yeah. So so he can, yeah. you know, at, at least I, I know folks who haven't been in years, Yeah. you know. Yeah. I know folks who go all the time. I want to know the difference of that, right. you know, and how that yeah. is done. Yeah. And what do we say when we go in? Mm-hmm. What do we not say? You yeah. know, which is, I don't think anything. Pour it out. You know? yeah. yeah, pour it so, out. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I I hear a lot from the priests, you know, and, and the neat part is, is what the priests are telling us. I'm hearing about Catholic Community Radio in confession. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Really stirring the spirit for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we have your gospel and reflection. Actually, we have just your gospel coming up right after the break. Dina <laughs> Dow is going to take us we into Respect reflect. Life Month. <laughs> we'll We're going to reflect on this, <laughs> on the beauty of life <laughs> with Dina. Stay with us. It is five past the hour on Wake Up. Good morning and a blessed feast of St. Luke to you. I am Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 10. The Lord Jesus appointed 72 disciples whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. <laughs> Welcome back to to wake up this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's eight after. I'm still trying to wake up with it's, my coffee. Yeah. yeah. We have to go through that waking up process in the morning, <laughs> just like everybody else. And David's making me laugh over <laughs> here. So it's not fair. But <laughs> I, I was, was reflecting about, on the gospel. Which is, is the kingdom of doing. God is at hand for you, which is an amazing message as we kind of talk about yeah. Respect Life. And October is Respect Life Month, which Absolutely. is something that we honor every year for however long you know I can remember serving mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like, where do you start with that? You know, there's there's so much to think about and the enormity of respecting life mm-hmm. in October. So when you hear Respect Life Month, David, what do you think about? All of, all of everyone involved with respecting life, yeah. you know, Woman's New Life Clinic, yeah. um, um, everything all the dioceses are all doing, the March for Life that we are preparing for even, yeah. you know, coming up where yeah. we're, we're supporting uh, mm-hmm. Pro Vitae, that uh, where the kids can all go to the March for Life. So we're doing all kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hey, Catholic Community Media is a pro-life Absolutely. network. Oh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so, you know, we hear the teaching that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. And so from the moment of conception to natural death, right? In mm-hmm. soul, beings, mm-hmm. intellect, will, all of that, the beauty of being made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. There's a dignity that yes. goes with that, elevated. And so from the little bitties to our elderly and all in between, we're called to respect that. Yeah. And so this month we focus on the different parameters of that and, and how the church, the community, and the mm-hmm. world is upholding that dignity. So it goes from, you know, abortion, which is a very, you know, very hot topic now. Yes, of course. Very interesting with mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade being overturned. 
and now focusing on the states themselves, mm -hmm. but not to politicize it, but to show the realities of, of conception, right? Yeah, absolutely. In the life. We've mm -hmm. had two grandchildren this year. Mm -hmm. And, you Look know, you. when you, yeah. And so when you, when you see a little baby, yeah. you know, in an ultrasound, you're like, wow, little bean, you know, it's yeah. just beautiful. So reflecting <laughs> on the value of human life and how we respect that. So as we're growing older, in our days, you know, seeing the person as person, right, and Christ yes. in them. I, I, you're using the key word, and you've said yeah. it twice already this morning, dignity. Yeah. It seems to be lacking yeah. nowadays, right. recognizing the dignity of oh. all individuals. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. yeah. Even the people are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> sometimes yes. we don't act dignified, right, but there is dignity <laughs> in each person. Yes, yeah. yes. And mm -hmm. the USCCB, you know, it's simple to find these resources and opportunities and ways to pray, you know, mm -hmm. for this mm -hmm. season. And you're on the 18th of October. It's never too late to really immerse yourself, but also, too, throughout the year. You yeah. Know, this oh, is yeah. just kind of a heightened awareness mm -hmm. of it. But the USCCB's theme is radical solidarity. Oh, good. Radical solidarity. And it's for women, you know, that are, are pregnant mm -hmm. and, and, and strive to have accompaniment with them. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just knowing our two daughters that we're carrying, even though, you know, they were married and they have family, there's still a lot of support that goes into accompanying people that are about to have a child. Absolutely. So it's, it's you know, so walking with moms in need is, a, you know, a new ministry here in our region where people accompany those women mm -hmm. that need extra support and care and tenderness and showing that we love you and we're with you and we're going to support you during this time of need. Mm -hmm. And also, too, as we grow, you know, there's a lot of medical issues that go sure. with the dignity of life. So mm -hmm. we're talking medical ethics. Mm -hmm. There's so many resources that you can go and research, you know, and care for the human person when they're sick. Yeah. Talking about the elderly. You know, mm -hmm. so people that are older, and I mean, my parents are in, you know, their upper 80s. Yeah. And beautiful, independent, but still, you know, the extra care and dignity. You always heard Jesus talk about, like, the widows and the orphans, you yes. know. So we're talking yes. about people that are marginalized and may seemingly be forgotten. You know, Dana, one of our guests yeah. is Matt Estrade, speaking yes. of dignity. Yeah. And he does yeah. talk about, because it's called... Uh, uh, peace with dementia. Dementia rosary. rosary, yeah. And 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 once again, dignity comes in there. It's mm -hmm. like, how do we interact when we see there's some yeah. slippage? You yes. know what I mean? Well, and, yeah. I, and it's beautifully also, done. You know, mm -hmm. we also can't forget those in prison ministry yeah. as well. I think we often That's forget those point, who are Gabby. incarcerated mm -hmm. and those who are trying to reintegrate themselves back into society. Um, you know, for many of us, we do not understand that. That is a very difficult yeah. situation yeah. and can be very difficult for that person. I honestly didn't realize that until I went to an in a session with those who were incarcerated, who were in this yeah. uh, program in the archdiocese, who were trying to get back into society to support that person, help them kind of navigate and say, we are here with you. We see you as a human person and we want to help you to to start this new life that you were yeah. given this opportunity to have. Yes. To restart, yeah. So, you know, and yeah. those are bridges that are being built for people that have made mistakes in the past. Yeah. And have yeah. the opportunity to be able to rebuild their lives again. And, to reacclimate. And, right. You know? yeah. yeah. And so, and they need things. You know, there was a ministry that provided, you know, women that were coming out of prison and they were mm -hmm. they needed clothes to interview, you know, yes. and so yes. they helped true. to get jobs and um, opportunities for companies to hire them. There's so much to think mm -hmm. about and pray about too. Yeah, with all the, the gamut of what's happening uh, with respect life. Of yeah. respect life, and, yeah. and, it, and it comes down to respect life. You know, it's interesting that everything that we have talked about this morning is life's changes 
you know, when yeah. you have a baby, your life is going to yeah. change, yeah. you know, and, and look, it's always for the better. That's what I've always <laughs> yeah. witnessed, you know, uh, even grandbabies, but we know that that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. But, but then it, it, look at Gabby was saying, your life has changed. If you're coming out of incarceration, mm-hmm. you're coming mm-hmm. out of prison, your life, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you're once again going through a change of life. Then we talked about mm-hmm. the elderly yes. who are going through the, then how do we serve all of these yeah. people? Yeah, yeah. Day by day, step by step with love. You know, how are they encountering Jesus Christ along the way? And Mm -hmm. how do they know that people are not forgotten, right? That they are loved. They have purpose. They have mission. And they have dignity. They do. They have pure dignity. Yeah, it's beautiful. So we're going to be back in a few minutes. to talk about uh, with John Martinoni. Well, yeah, John right? Martinoni, old friend of ours. Yeah, so it's amazing. Yeah. All right, we'll you, be back. Yep, yeah. just a minute. Fourteen after. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 18th. Today we celebrate Saint Luke. As familiar as we are with the name of today's saint, we know little about the man. A Gentile Christian, his two-volume work shows the parallel between the life of Jesus and that of the Church. Luke's Gospel was probably written between 70 and 85 A.D. In it, he emphasizes Jesus' compassion and patience with sinners and the suffering stressing that Jesus died for Jews and Gentiles alike. Little people figure prominently in Luke's writings. He makes a point of showing Jesus at prayer before every important step of his ministry, and he portrays the joy of salvation that permeated the early church. Tradition holds Luke to be a native of Antioch, and Paul calls him our beloved physician. He appears in Acts of the Apostles during Paul's second journey to Philippi, accompanies Paul to Jerusalem, and remains near him when he is imprisoned in Caesarea. During those years, he had time to seek information and interview persons who had known Jesus. His writings reveal an expertise in classical Greek style, along with knowledge of Jewish sources. Mentioned in St. Paul's letters to the Colossians, Philemon, and Timothy, Luke died probably around the year 84. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. past the hour you are tuning your heart to the truth i'm david dawson along with dina dow and gabby smith i got two ladies with me today this is this is very very nice so if you're if you're joining us on wlae or if you are joining us on a catholic life tv in baton rouge then you'll probably see a three shot and there's uh, two pretty people and one ugly one so, anyway. Oh, no, that's not... Anyway. The rough between the diamonds, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking to John Martinoni. We're trying to get in touch with him, uh, but you know how phones do, and it's live radio. So if he does pop up, he will join us in conversation, yeah. you know. Yeah. Look, we got a lot going on because it's the month yeah. of October. You know, yeah. Dina and mm-hmm. I were just talking about we have the Pro Vita dinner, tomorrow which is night. tomorrow mm-hmm. night, and this dinner is put on by St. Michael's High School in Baton Rouge, and what it does is supports those who cannot afford to go on the pilgrimage right. to the March for Life. Now, yeah. it's not just the bus ride, Dina. Yeah. Oh, they go yeah. on a pilgrimage, and they stop, yeah. and they pick up nuns and priests, and they stop at other locations, um, uh, shrines yes. and such, on the way up there. So mm-hmm. it is more of a 
of an event, an experience. Yeah, right? it's an encounter. Yeah, yes. definitely for the young people. So yeah. Provita dinners here in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. So we support so the, that. Yeah, you know? we support that, mm-hmm. and and we support the event, and you know those going up to DC this year, and, yeah. and at the same time too, really supporting the local events that are happening and ramping up. Since right. a lot of things are in the hands of the state. So working with that too, but yeah, Provita dinners tomorrow night. I'm sure there's still tickets available. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I mean, it, it's always a good time. It's a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the clergy is there, yeah. you know. We have yeah. you know uh, there's an auction, you know, yeah. things to bid on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Fun. So yeah, so we great. will be there because we've always supported that. Because I got to tell you, Dina, what comes out of that is a lot of these young folks. They will get on those buses and they will have such an experience. Yeah. they are actually thinking of their vocations. Yes, and yeah. that I mean that right mm-hmm. there. It's it's an investment it's a good one yeah you know, it's a oh, good it's a one great to experience in, too so. and they visit different sites in dc yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. well i i went on the march for life with saint michael in my senior year and it was such a fun trip just because the diocese of baton rouge i think took six or seven buses up there yes. and it's a, it's an you know at two in the morning you're not saying this is going to happen but you're woken up to say the rosary and you keep reminding it's not a vacation it's a pilgrimage <laughs> right. and that keeps getting pushed in your head but there's adoration there's there's praise and worship there's time to gather together and realize why you were there and then when you're actually at the march for life and gosh I've probably experienced it maybe over seven times but as a young adult when you go up that hill and you look behind you and you see all of the people I mean you think the entire world is there because you cannot see one part of the pavement or (laughs) there's just so many people there yeah it's absolutely incredible it's amazing yeah so it's a a good thing to support Mm -hmm. no no matter what you know and so uh, and it's a good thing for young people to attend so if 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 you're Young one is debating and not wanting to go and everything. Just give that little push because yeah. it makes all the difference. In and the if you can't attend, think. there's events here, um, you know, locally around the state. Oh yeah, and also two prayers. You know, prayers Pray- are always absolutely. you know supportive absolutely. of that too. Yeah. I, tell, I tell you what, Dina, Catholic Man Night, and that's oh, the thing we host yeah. every every year, and it's coming up again. And golly, I, I am just. Like I said, I'm taking a back at the amount of tickets that we have sold yeah. already, and I knew so you we're, were like, talking about that. yeah. So so every day it's like, okay, how, how, what are we up to now? Because we got to start watching this close because yeah. we have a capacity, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is going to be November eight. Tickets are still available. I think we have maybe two tables left. Oh maybe. wow! I, I'm yeah, not, huh. I have to make sure I don't want to overspeak. Yeah. But if you're on the fence, which guys, we do that. We're yeah. like, am I going to go to that? Yeah. And the day before we do this, well, I, I highly recommend you go to ccmedia.live. I'm sorry. Yeah, ccmedia.live. I've You're been right. throwing out so many websites because we just got over our plane drive. Tickets left. I had to go and look at 51. I know my husband said the other night, I need to buy my ticket. I'm like, yeah, because I'm going to be there volunteering. So, yeah, yeah, hurry he, up. He I guess I'm just going to buy it for him. So, yeah. Okay, so this is November 8th. All right, and it starts at 6 p.m. Uh, until 9, or you can go a little early if you want to join some special folks called the Fraternity of the Leaf. And uh, anyway, mm. for more information, you want to go to ccmedia.live. Yeah. And so uh, right now, our guest has joined us. Uh, John Martinoni is the author and founder of the Bible Christian Society, 
And we're going to be talking about his new book, A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism. And John is an old friend of Catholic Community Media. We, we go way back. He's been to Baton Rouge. He supported us during one of our pledge drives. He's helping us out. He's eating good New Orleans food. Uh, yeah. This guy is all around a great guy. The only thing I question uh, is his loyalty to his football team. Okay? You know, that's the only problem I have, you know. But uh, good morning, John. Uh, roll Tide. Oh, David, no, roll no, tide. no. Go well, Tigers. Go Tigers, Sorry, we John. can't hear you. We can't hear you. <laughs> Cut his mic off, Jeff. No, no, anyway. that, we shouldn't have called you in the first place, John. <laughs> hey, guys, I appreciate you having me on. And, and sure. our relationship does go way back. So, yeah. John, John, now, now you had a book come out a couple of years ago, uh, Blue Collar Apologetics. This is a different book, right? right? Yes, it is. It's, okay. it's kind of making it maybe a series, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, the first book was Blue Collar Apologetics. It, it had strategies that taught people how to do apologetics, how to do evangelization, and, and okay. not just, oh, here's a Bible verse you can use to talk about Mary or talk about confession, or, but strategies to how, well, how do you use those Bible verses in a conversation? What do you say to people and so forth? This book is called... A blue collar answer to Protestantism, as you said, right. and it just kind of continues the same theme. But basically, the first half of the book is called "Problems with Protestantism," and it, it, I, I say, it looks at the forest instead of the trees of Protestantism. It looks at basic premises that Protestantism is built on that, if you actually look at them logically and commonsensically. They don't make sense. Uh And then the second half of the book is called Questions Protestants Can't Answer. And it's got 30 questions that I have used personally in my conversation with thousands of Protestants over the last 25 years right. that uh, they can't answer the question. Now, they'll, they'll give you an answer, but their answer will either contradict Scripture or it will contradict their theology, which okay. is why I say they can't really answer it. So, yeah, okay. uh, but yeah, so it's a little bit different, but it's the same thing that everything in the book is based on common sense and simple logic. And it's for any, I, I've had moms tell me their nine-year-olds use my stuff. Gosh, you know? that's <laughs> awesome. Okay, that means I can read it. Okay, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, so great. You go, David. <laughs> but I've had people like a, a recently a, a, a chemistry professor at the University of Washington has gotten hold of these. Like, oh, I've never wow. seen this stuff before. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's well, for everybody sitting out there in the pews. But, well, John, you know, we, and we all know, we, I have a lot of friends who are, are not of the Catholic faith. You know, they're, they're, they're with other churches and everything. And you have all this information. You have all this ammunition. But what, what can happen is, and that's always been my concern, is you're probably going to win this debate. You can, you know, but are we going to win them over? How do we do this without saying, you know, okay, you're right. To heck with you. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, what have we really done there? You know what I mean? Well, what I tell people, I say, when you get in a conversation with someone, this is not about, oh, I'm right, you're wrong, exactly. the Catholic Church is right, the, the Baptist Church is wrong, or Evangelical Church is wrong. The question should always be, what is the truth? Are yeah. we seeking yeah. truth here? Right. And then mm-hmm. and with my, with my t- techniques and strategies that I teach people, I, I 
tell Catholics, don't just be making statements like, yeah. well, this is the way it is. Yes. Ask questions. Okay. So if, you know, like I'll ask someone, okay, who believes in salvation by faith alone, which is most Protestants, not sure. all, but most. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say, well, okay, well, faith alone. So do you have to love God in order to be saved? Right. And they're, right. you know, well, if, if you're saved by faith alone, in the definition of your dogma, it's saying you really, love has nothing to do with salvation. Oh, and so okay. you, you ask that question, and if they say, yes, you have to love God in order to be saved, mm-hmm. well, then it's not salvation by faith alone. It's okay. salvation by faith and love. Okay. But okay. then if they say, no, you don't have to love God, you, you look at it and say, Really? Yeah. You don't have to love God right. in order to be saved. Yeah. So you've put them in a little bit of a theological quandary, and and uh, yeah, sometimes people are going to get upset with you. Yeah. So, but <laughs> they got upset with Jesus too. Okay. So I tell them, don't worry. Don't worry about, about being crucified. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. No, no. Don't worry about it because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I've often had people tell me, you know, I've been talking to my fundamentalist brother-in-law every Christmas and Thanksgiving for the last five years and don't seem to be making any progress. How do you know if you're getting somewhere with somebody? Yeah. And the question I always ask is, have they gotten upset with you? Ah. Oh, yeah. He gets... gets, why, why do they get upset? Because you've pinged their conscience. I see. And so what I tell Catholics to avoid this... You know, hey, I'm going to win this argument. It's it's not about winning arguments. It's not even about converting someone because, David, you and I don't convert anybody. Yeah, it's we the just Holy Spirit who converts people. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes, I All tell right. the Catholics, your job is to just toss those seeds out there. If they land on good soil, great. Mm-hmm. If they don't, well, that's not up to you. That's that's, that's not, not our... your fault. You're doing what you need to do. There you go. Don't worry about. Whether somebody immediately says, "Oh wow, there you David, go. that was brilliant." Mm-hmm. Well, John, John, I, I gotta, I gotta let you go. It was a short one, but uh, where do we get? Where do yeah. I get your book? Where, where can I get that? You can go to ewtnrc.com. Perfect. Ewtnrc.com. Will do, John Martinoni. Thanks for joining us. Go Tigers! <laughs> <laughs> It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Dina Dow and David Dawson. And our next guest is Father Ken Gracie, and he is part of the Fathers of Mercy. And he's a Catholic author, and he's talking about his new book called Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, A Weapon of Our Times. Mm. Good morning, Father Ken. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thanks for having me on. Well, this is such a relevant topic, and throughout this week I've been saying we all need to pick up a copy of this book and this book and this book, and I'm adding this one to the stack. Yep. Because this is this is now more than ever, and that, that phrase is thrown out there way too many times, but it, it's needed for this segment. Take us through your book, Father Ken. Well, it starts with the basic reality that we are at war. And for many of our listeners, it's not a surprise, but for our family members and friends, 
they are so intoxicated on the world, so wrapped up in themselves, so wrapped up in the busyness of children, of school, of activities, of work, that we miss this reality, these different levels of assaults. And so we just break down the fundamentals of what spiritual warfare is, that we're under attack, but also the practical how, how to live your normal life, but still to be able to engage in this warfare without it becoming this all-encompassing, um, you know, OCD type thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we hear pick up your cross and follow me. So we, we have to do that every day if we are choosing to follow Christ. And that is going to take a lot of challenges and hardships in our life. And we have to be willing to to take on that challenge and, and Christ can be there for us as well. But spiritual warfare, when I th- think of that word, I think of the St. Michael prayer. I think of the divine mercy image and those two things put together uh, and how they can guide me through that. So take us through divine mercy, the rosary and St. Michael prayer, how those can be quote unquote, you know, weapons of our time. Well, the thing that I love about this whole notion of spiritual warfare is that we are fighting from the point of victory. Christ was Mm -hmm. victorious over all of this on the cross, but it's how we fight. If you ever look at an image of St. Michael, uh, any classical image of St. Michael, he's not grimacing, he is not struggling as he's casting Satan down. It's Mm -hmm. as if he is effortlessly throwing him down. And so, too, when we look at our spiritual warfare, if we have conformed our life to that of Christ and are engaging in the weapons that he has given us, the rosary, the chaplet, all of these different things, it, it keeps us united with Christ, and it makes the interior light in us grow brightly, which then dispels the darkness of evil and sin. So mm-hmm. when we look at the rosary, we see the rosary is the meditation of the 20 mysteries of the life of Christ. You know, it's, it's as if when you pray the rosary, you're sitting with the Blessed Virgin Mary, she who is the Queen of Heaven and our Mother, who sits at the right hand of Jesus. So there the three of you are. You're sitting together, and she's interceding on your behalf. You know, we pray, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask someone to pray for you right now, they would do it. And so Mother Mary's doing it for you right now. That's the power of the rosary. But the power of the chaplet is that you find yourself at the foot of Calvary, uniting yourself to Jesus' perfect offering as he himself on Calvary offered his body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus to the Eternal Father in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. At the foot of the Mm -hmm. cross is the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. John. And when we pray the chaplet, we add ourselves to the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. You make such wonderful points, Father Ken. Yeah. There is so much noise out there. You know, I think that's the topic of this week, cutting through the noise and focusing on Christ. Father Ken, there's always going to be something that's going to frustrate us, whether it's uh, politics, war, you know, some type of controversial topic that's happening in our society today. Um, how can we break through the noise and focus on God? Because the enemy knows exactly what makes us stick. That's what I love about the Divine Mercy Chaplet is that when we pray it, we are uniting ourselves to the closest, most intimacy of that of Christ, of Jesus crucified. See, a lot of people have never heard this before, that the Chaplet of Divine Mercy is an extension of the Liturgy of the Eucharist. The prayer we say, Eternal Father, I offer Offer you you. the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Where do we find the body, blood, soul, and divinity? (laughs) That's the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the Mass. The Mass Mm -hmm. is Calvary. 
And so when we pray the chaplet, as you see in the image, that blood and water that flows from the side of Christ, the water is washing over us, washing away the infection, washing away the irritation, helping us get Mm -hmm. over ourselves and be united to Jesus in his suffering. Therefore, the precious blood can come in and give us new life, new peace, new joy. That's such a interesting image that you paint there, how it's washing away the infection, the hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a mother, when you when your child is uh, falls down and, and you go and put, you know, hydrogen peroxide on their scab and then put some ointment on and then put a Band-Aid on and then you wait for the wound to heal. Um, that's what I'm picturing right now. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing, um, especially through the Mass as we focus on the Eucharistic Revival. Father mm-hmm. Ken, what was your inspiration behind writing? this and and how did you come about with the topics in your book the inspiration is is the people the people people come to me all the time and say father pray for my son pray for my daughter pray for my parents in my own family I'm the only practicing Catholic in my immediate family so oh. the, <laughs> the world has experienced this terrible desolation of the abandonment and loss of faith and what does our Lord say to Faustina that I am mankind's last hope before the day of justice is the hour of mercy. So the answer to all of our problems, the answer to your children or your grandchildren or whatever the situation is, them being away from faith or God is his mercy. And there's lots of ways to ask for God's mercy, many ways. But if we ask for it the way that he instructed us to ask for it, how much more powerful is it? So. Again, I'm not, you call me an author, and I, I, I've written two books, but I, I've got all of these learning disabilities. I struggled to, to, to accomplish anything academically. Hmm. But these books are written for the average person. You know, this is not a Scott Hahn or a, you know, these guys are the smart people. I consider them the real authors that really <laughs> go into the depths of things. I just wrote this as more of a letter to friends saying, hey, hmm. here's how we can fight and be victorious. I think that this is needed for so many people. And I'm glad that you said that this is for, you know, you and I, Dave, Dina, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. where you want to sit down and, 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 and read something like this. Yeah, and just the reality well. is that there is spiritual Resonate. warfare happening. That's, that's the pertinent yeah. thing too, it's, right? Father, it's, it's it's like showing people itself. to know that there's realities of spiritual warfare yeah. happening all around us and that there's ways well, to fortify. The realities, but one of the challenges on a lot of these conferences I've been to is that they lay it out and they paint such a, a huge, broad, comprehensive picture. And if you have this generational curse, you have to do this and you have to do that. Mm. And it, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> but in an instant, Christ can be victorious over all of yeah. this. And even if he's not victorious in that instant, he can give you the peace that he is with you through that struggle. Yeah. yeah, And so that's my real hope in this, is to give people not only the what, but also the how in a very practical way to allow Christ to be victorious in each of our lives, families, homes, community, country, world. Yeah. Wow. My Wonderful goodness. Mm. My goodness. Yeah. Father, gives us Father, hope. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. And Father yeah. Ken, I want to make sure we have enough time. Your book, Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, A Weapon of Our Times, where can we pick up our copy? You can pick it up at tan.com or Amazon. Wonderful. And before we let you go, may we ask for a blessing from you. Heavenly Father, we bless and we praise and thank you for the gift of this time together. 
We know that you are victorious through the blood of your Son, and we ask you to draw us into that victory, our families, our friends, even our enemies, Lord. Help us love you as our Father and know our brothers and sisters in Christ and serve them well. And may Almighty God seal and protect all of you in the blood of Jesus, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Father Ken, for being with us today. Thanks for having me, everyone. God bless you all. Take care. Yes, indeed. You too. Also, check out your local Catholic bookstore. We have so many in our listening area and go and support them as well. An amazing book, Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, A Weapon of Our Time. Such a relevant topic. And that was a wonderful conversation with Mm -hmm. Father Ken. Sure was. (laughs) Well, we're going to continue. It does give me hope as well. And hey, we're going to learn about confession when we come back from the break with Father Andrew Gutierrez. Stay with us. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. We are back on Wake Up. It is 48 after the hour. We are so excited to have our next guest with us. Father Andrew Gutierrez is a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans and the coordinator of vocational synthesis and the chair of pastoral theology at Notre Dame Seminary. He's going to talk in our our segment of Catholic 101 this week, which I love this. He's talking about confession. Why do we need it? Why is it important? So, Father Andrew, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Hey guys, how are y'all? Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Yeah, I lost you for a second. Okay, oh, perfect. It's oh, great to I, be with you. I just gave you an amazing introduction. So if you didn't hear it, you can <laughs> just do the replay. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I ask a quick, a, a quick question yeah, here? Yeah. Vocational synthesis. What what is that? Sure. So what ha- with there's a new PPF a pre- program for priestly formation put up by the bishops in the past two years or so, and we've kind of reconfigured, relabeled different areas and dimensions of formation. And vocational synthesis is immediately when they're ordained transitional deacons and then return to their diocese uh-huh. and then prepare for those last six months or a year uh-huh. for ordination. So I partner with dioceses help facilitate some of that ongoing formation after they leave seminary for that last yeah. uh, immediate preparation. Oh, that makes sense. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah that it's such does. a that new transition. A yeah, yeah, working on that too. Thank you sure. for doing that, Father Andrew, and yeah. for guiding our seminarians into and, and transitional deacons into pastoral ministry because it's so important. It is. So mm-hmm. let's talk about confession. I mean, the sacrament sure. of reconciliation is such a gift. And so talk about why is it important, necessary, and you know, what do people do if they haven't been in a long time? So tell us a little bit about, yeah. you know, the teachings on confession. Absolutely. It's my, uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about right after the Eucharist. Um, so it, it really centers upon John 20, which is that moment when Jesus appears to his apostles after the resurrection. Uh, he had appeared to Mary, but then he goes to his apostles and his first words upon being in the upper room with them is, peace be with you. And then he breathes the Holy Spirit upon them and says to them, um, Receive the Holy Spirit. Those who sinned you forgive are forgiven, and those who sinned you retain are retained. Giving the apostles the power of the Holy Spirit and the authority to forgive sins, which has been given through the successors of the apostles for the past 2,000 years, being bishops, then that power being given to priests through the bishop uh, with the faculty to be able to forgive sins. And so that's our scriptural and our theological basis Mm -hmm. for, for confession, that we... That we were give it that Jesus gave that authority to priests, and the priests have that ability not because of their own 
holiness or because of their own goodness, but because of the power of Jesus Christ to work through the sacraments. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing, is that Jesus has chosen to work through the sacraments and how to sanctify people, baptism, uh, confession, all of these things. And, and some people might ask, like, why, to go, why confess to a priest? Like, I could just be in my room. Plenty of Catholics think this. I could be in my room at night. I ask the Lord for my sins ev- to forgive my sins every day, and I believe he forgives them. And the Lord very well could forgive your sins if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put limits on, on God. Sure. But he, Jesus has chosen for this to be the ordinary way and, the, and the, his desired way to sanctify us and to forgive our sins. And then secondly, reconciliation and forgiveness isn't only with God. It's also with the entire church. Because of our baptism, we become part of the one body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. So anytime that we sin, we, we actually offend the body in some way, even if it was just between me and another person, or if it was a sin inside of my own thoughts or with myself, um, we still offend the whole body. So when we go before the minister of the church, before Jesus Christ, the head of the church, in the sacrament of confession, what we do is we're reconciled to an entire body of Christ, uh, which I think is oftentimes not thought about when they're entering into confession. It's just me and the Lord, and it's primarily receiving forgiveness for your sins, but it's about reconciliation, returning to the Lord and to be part of the body of Christ. And that's why the Lord came, right, Father, to to call sinners back home. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear that from the beginning Precisely. of, yeah, John the Baptist and repent, you know, yeah. believe in yeah. the gospel. And so we just we're living out our discipleship, you know, as missionary disciples right. for that reconciliation because it is in within the unity that the body is one, right, Father? And, and you know, sinfulness is disunity. Yeah. But unity mm-hmm. comes through reconciliation, the graces that are poured through that. What, what if someone is like, uh, hasn't been in a while? That's a good, How do you encourage them to come question. back? That's what I was yeah. going to ask. Classic. Uh, yes. Uh, happens all the time. First thing I say is you're missing out. Number two, <laughs> um, I, say, there, there's, I say secondly, you know, for some of us, we have been away from the sacrament because we had a very difficult or maybe even awful experience at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. And for those uh, maybe listeners who, who might be having that experience and have stayed away from the confessional, I think the first thing I want to say is, is I'm sorry for whatever that experience was like. Yeah. Um, and on behalf of the church, on behalf of Jesus Christ, I'm sorry if, if you, you weren't welcomed or you weren't um, experiencing the mercy and the compassion and tenderness of the Lord inside of that space. Mm-hmm. And I am invite you uh, to get to, in faith, take a leap of faith, and enter into the confessional again. Uh, we have great priests uh, in this church. We have great priests in Louisiana, in New Orleans, um, who desire to receive you and, and to love you. And so I, I want to say first, sorry, and then an invitation. And then thirdly, if you just haven't been for a long time because you don't know what to do or, or you're yeah. scared yeah. And, and you don't really know, um, <laughs> there's plenty of good resources out there for a good preparation, um, so that way you can do a good examination. A lot of times when I go to confession, I'll bring a little piece of paper or I'll even open my notes on my phone and right. then just write it down, all of the sins that came from my examination of conscience, because I don't like to think about it when I'm trying to go to confession. I just kind of want to present it before the Lord um, and just being honest. And if you don't 
know what to do, and, and you can't find a good preparation. One of my favorite things as a priest is when somebody walks in and says right off the back, uh, Father, I haven't been here in a really long time, and I don't know what to do. Ah, and, and welcome I'm, home. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for you to be here. Uh, I'll walk you through it, and then I'll begin with the sign of the cross, and I'll walk them through all of those steps. It's okay if you can't remember the act of contrition. It's all. Uh, it's okay if you don't know the steps, but it's important that you're bringing your sins before the Lord with good preparation. And then just like a brief note is that you really just have to bring your sins to the Lord. This isn't a, a space to necessarily have deep therapy uh, right. about yeah. all the details <laughs> in your life. Yeah. This is a place to be bringing your sins and to ask for forgiveness as God pours down his grace upon you and frees you completely. Yeah, and just the whole, just the act of confession, you know, it was just so, I mean, I remember it. It's healing in all kind of ways. There was a time where I was like, I really needed to go, you know, like way back in the good old days. And so it was like, you know, once I went though, and Father, we heard this in the gospel today, there was peace that came upon me so profoundly. And, and, you know, encouraging people to go back to confession mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. restore that relationship with our Lord Jesus and receive the Lord's mm-hmm. love and mercy. So, Father, thank you so much for being with us. I know our time just yeah. gone by so quickly, but could you lead us in a closing prayer and blessing? Sure, yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you for every single person uh, that's participating in this conversation right now with their hearts, with their minds. I pray for them, especially those who may have been away from the sacrament for so long, and I I pray that your Holy Spirit could touch them and draw them into the abundance of your love and your inexhaustible mercy found in the sacrament of confession. Please bless us in our mission and what we can do for you today as we see your will manifested before our very eyes in this present moment, trying to be saints for you. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much, Father Andrew Gutierrez, Priest of the Archdiocese, Coordinator of Vocational Synthesis and the Chair of Pastoral Theology at Notre Dame Seminary. What Probably a blessing. Maddie doesn't have much to do. Not much. You know, yeah. What a beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Father. Thank you. God bless you. Gosh, oh, what a man. gift. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Some great guests today with wonderful information. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll actually catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central th- Central Time. Dina, thank you for being with us. We'll yeah. get you yeah. back here on Friday. Friday. Yeah. So looking forward to that as well. Have a wonderful Wednesday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.